Hello and welcome to another episode of the Future Hospitality Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Wells, joined today by co-host Dustin Myers. We are partners at Longitude, a hospitality branding and design group. At Future Hospitality, our goal is to interview the brightest minds in the industry, gathering insights, ideas, and inspiration to share with you. If you enjoy the podcast, please be sure to leave us a review. Thank you for your support. In today's episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with Jenna Fischel, Vice President of Revenue Management at First Hospitality Group, a premier hotel operator specializing in full service and select service properties. During our chat, we'll find out about Jenna's journey in hospitality, her approach to revenue management, and how First Hospitality is uniquely equipped to provide their clients with industry-leading results through their proprietary First Analytics system. Well, let's go ahead and dive in. Hey, Jenna, we're so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you about First Hospitality and Revenue Management today. Totally. Can't wait to dive into uh, those topics with you. And before we get started, we usually just like to ask our, our guests, you know, a little bit more about yourself and just kind of share about uh, your journey up until now and uh, becoming the Vice President of Revenue, Revenue Management at First Hospitality and what that was like for you. Certainly. Uh, so I've been with First Hospitality for 17 years now. Um, I started the front desk, and like you said, I've worked my way up to vice president of revenue management. Uh, so that's probably unique for some individuals that have been in the industry for a long time. However, I've been fortunate to work with a company, you know, that has really worked with me towards career growth and has kept me very in- engaged and challenged. I started at uh, the front desk of one of our hotels in Ann Arbor, Michigan, when I was going to college, and I learned how much I loved the the, the industry, working with the guests, and even at the front desk, just developing, you know, standard operating procedures that would help with guest service scores or help generate revenue. However, after, you know, doing that for a couple of years, I did work my way up to general manager, and that's where I was able to be more involved with the sales marketing and revenue aspect of the industry. And I, I learned how much that I loved participating in revenue management. And I was fortunate enough to have a mentor at our home office with First Hospitality who groomed me to take on a regional director of revenue position when one came open. So I was working with multiple hotels and training on different brands uh, looking forward to an additional revenue position becoming open. And when it did, um, I was offered the opportunity. Um, so I uh, relocated to First Hospitality's home office and was able to take on a portfolio of uh, Hilton and Marriott properties. And I did that for a few years and then was promoted to corporate director of revenue where I was over, where I was able to oversee our regional team and then was promoted to vice president of revenue approximately five years ago. And since then, I have had an opportunity to additionally work with our sales and marketing teams. Um, so I'm looking forward to progressing my career in those areas also. That's such a cool story about hearing, you know, starting at the front desk and kind of uh, just, you know, working your way up and, and learning the ropes as you go. It's a really cool story of, you know, you know, I think a lot of people, um, you know, have really unique paths in this industry, and it's it's always interesting to hear how you um, went through that yourself. I'd love to hear what you know over that 17 years that you mentioned of um, in this in your career and kind of on this journey. 
I know revenue management, even as a, as a concept and a term is, is even a more recent one for our industry, but like, what is revenue management and that looked like, and how has that changed for you over that 17 year period? That is a great question. So looking back to where the revenue management discipline was 10 or 15 years ago, I would say it was much more simplistic than where I see it now. Uh, simplistic meaning there was probably two or three main areas that the revenue management team focused on, such as what is our length of stay requirements for the hotel, pricing, possibly overseeing special events as an example. And now when you look where we're at in 2021, I would say revenue management is the, the revenue generation discipline that helps steer the ship. Uh, we work closer with marketing and we w- work closer with sales than ever before. I-, I think the complexity of the revenue management team at most properties or management companies is much more sophisticated than what it was 10 years ago um, in terms of number of bodies, support, and then potentially you know, multiple layers or multiple, multiple positions at each property. Um, depending on how large it is. So I think that it has grown its scope, grown its impact, and then definitely grown uh, the the staffing uh, the staffing uh, capabilities at each hotel. Yeah, that that's really fascinating, just the evolution and um, kind of how you've got to witness that firsthand. Um, I'm sure in addition to revenue management, uh, first Hospitality has probably evolved and grown a lot since you first began with them. Um, maybe just give us a little bit more detail about what you guys do at first and um, maybe where you got started and, and where you are right now. Absolutely. So First Hospitality has been around for 36 years now. Um, we have grown into a nationally recognized investment, development, and management company, and we support a variety of branded and independent hotels. Um, We've invested in nearly 100 hotels um, over the the 36 years through the country. And one of the things that we take pride in is that we've delivered internal rates of return of over 22% on the fully realized investments. So as owners, managers, investors, developers, we understand the needs of our clients and partners. And I think one of the things that differentiates us is just that we are very innovative, data-driven, and forward-thinking. You know, we, we're always challenging the status quo and saying, what's next? Uh, and that has really helped us deliver uh, these, these significant results that we're proud of. Yeah, that's really cool. So you started at the front desk and during college. Were you going to college to become a revenue manager or... Um, how exactly did that passion cultivate? That, that's a great question. So I was going to school for my Bachelor of Business Administration degree, and I did not know what I wanted to do. And, however, I did start working at, at the hotel. And this is quickly where my love developed. So, you know, one of the things that was most rewarding to me and that I think helped drive my passion in revenue management was looking at the impact that we could have by making simple changes in our revenue management systems. So for example, every week we get our our Smith Travel Report and I just love to see 
how much of an impact or how much we could grow our Revpar index each week. And so I kept challenging myself and asking and thinking, what's next? What more can we do? Uh, so, so for me, when I received what I would call a weekly report card, uh, that just continued to, you know, keep me engaged and want to learn more and have an impact, you know, not just on one hotel, but multiple hotels. Definitely. You look forward to that email every week. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, and when you start looking at a whole portfolio, you get a lot of report cards every week. Um, but it is, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It, it's very, it's very rewarding. That's awesome. Can you uh, share with our listeners a little bit more about um, First Hospitalities and your your approach to revenue management, just kind of from a from a high level, like the methodology you guys uh, you know uh, use to approach how you how you handle and manage these properties. Sure, sure. Uh, overall, I would say we take a very data driven apo- approach, and this is led by First Analytics which is a data platform proprietary to First Hospitality that we started to develop in January of 2020 to bridge the gap between third-party revenue software and what we had access to. So this, this technology gives our revenue management teams access to brand data, third-party data, metrics in real time so we can identify the market trends proactively to help adapt our strategy. So not only does it help revenue managers, um, but it also provides sales and marketing performance and trend data. Uh, So we have dashboards that are used by each discipline that really lead the way on where where we should be focusing. It tells us where our gaps are to our competitive sets and then helps us set a forward-looking strategy um, to help close any of those gaps. That's really neat. And I, I'm looking forward to diving in more to first analytics. Um, but you know, you just mentioned that you started development of that in early 2020. I think you said January 2020. And, you know, timing wise, obviously that was like pre um pandemic, pre shutdowns, pre lockdown, all this type of stuff. Like what was the you know, obviously you guys couldn't have predicted it. Um, but what was that like <laughs> starting development in January twenty twenty and then like come February, March, all this starts to hit, like how did that um, impact and affect your team and your approach? That's a great question. I would say it definitely expedited the need (laughs) to develop the platform quickly. However, I would say it also not only identified the current need or for the current time period for us to have this data need, but for us to really think long-term, not just what is the rest of the year going to look like, but what is the next year going to look like? What are the next five years going to look like? And this was extremely important to our, our investors and owners. So I would say we shifted to not only provide great data for our internal users, but also it helped us provide better data for, again, outside owners and investors that were relying on this forecast information. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm sure that... I mean, your job as a revenue manager is kind of to predict the future. Um, I'm curious what you're seeing in in the coming quarters. And um, as we start to see the travel rebound, just what do you think from the data that you're seeing that the next six, 12 months is going to look like for us? Well, the, the good news is that we are definitely seeing group demand rebound faster than we anticipated. 
So that is very, very encouraging. One of the great things about group business is that generally it books further out than some of the short-term business. So we are better able to strategize the remaining inventory of our hotels. And group is generally higher rated than some of our other segments. Uh, so this, when we see this segment come back, it really helps us position, again, the rest of the hotel for success. That's encouraging. We are hearing a lot of feedback that starting in September, more business travel will start to resume. So we are confident that over the next 12 to 18 months, we will see that start to produce closer to 2019 or pre-pandemic numbers. And those were two of the segments that were the most concerning with all of the changes going on in the world right now. Yeah, it's definitely been encouraging to see conferences um, moving forward with in-person events. And I know we're we're scheduled for a few this fall that we're excited about. So also previously you'd mentioned kind of the, the leisure travel potentially falling off as school starts back. How do you think each of those, like the uptick in group and business and then maybe a potential downtick on the leisure, how do you think all of that is going to equal out and what do you think that will do for bookings? That's a great question. What we're anticipating and planning for is for the type of leisure travel to change and we're setting ourselves up to not see a decline in leisure. And let me spell that out for you a little bit more specifically. So over the the summertime, we know a lot of the leisure business was generated through vacations or family travel, as an example. So now moving it forward into the fall, we realize that some of that may fall off. However, what we're doing to compensate and be proactive is making sure that we have leisure-related groups. For example, uh, sports teams, um, you know, whether youth sports teams, we know will continue to travel. Um, so we are, you know, we have strategies around those types of business to assure the leisure business doesn't fall off at our properties. Mm, yeah, makes sense. Jenna, I'd like to dive in now a little bit more into first analytics. And, you know, you kind of gave just a quick high level overview of what it is, but could you describe a little bit more um, what sort of uh, approach you guys use in developing that, how that offers a competitive advantage to the properties that you um, manage and just uh, kind of dive in just to the the inner workings of this data-driven approach that you've talked about? Certainly. Uh, so most of our portfolio is branded properties, meaning we have resources from property management systems, revenue management systems that allow us to extract data that we can use to make forward-looking decisions. The challenge is there, you probably heard the term big data. There is so much data out there. It's a challenge when you're working on multiple hotels to make sure you're looking at the most important data points. On top of all the data that the brands provide us, there's also data from a significant number of outside sources. I mean, Smith Travel just being one, you know, to touch to touch on the data and a lot of other uh, vendors that are out there. So we recognize the need to be able to roll up all these resources into one platform where it would help flag um, anomalies or any variances to the concept moving forward to help us make better decisions 
moving forward. Um, so not only does it flag us, but there are a significant number of visual graphs and charts available that are very friendly to our teams, which again, just allow them to eye in on, on right to where the challenge is versus going through you know, 20 different spreadsheets before they get on a revenue call every week as an example. So this has helped us strategize on recovery trends for each segment. We can help validate the forecast and anticipate demand changes and revenue opportunities faster than, than our competitors. That's really cool. That's really interesting. And, and I think obviously the results are, are speaking for themselves as well. I mean, I, I had read an article prior to our, our uh, recording here today that, you know, in 2020, you guys had a recorded a 122 rev par index and 443% um, with group rev par. And so, you know, yeah. I think you guys are getting some pretty tremendous results with it. Yeah, we are, are really excited um, about the results that we achieved in 2020. And of course, we had to be aggressive and make sure to continue to um, increase our results um, across the departments. Uh, I will share, you know, another goal we had was to increase our negotiated index versus the concept. And for 2021, we're already at 120 um, rep heart index, and we anticipate that to grow through the rest of the year. So uh, again, when demand is, is minimal or not where it previously was, it's extremely important that you're capturing more than your fair share in as many segments as possible. Yeah. You mentioned uh, earlier that you uh, First Hospitality has branded and independent um, properties. What sort of differences in the strategy or approach do you notice between um, those two or, or is there not any difference or how, you know, what's your thinking with that? That's a great question. Overall, you are working towards the same goals and benchmarks, and the data that is provided is, is fairly similar, not exact. You do have to translate it, you know, to be able to look at it universally. I think one of the biggest differences with the independent properties is just having a stronger understanding of how the customer books. For example, they may not have a strong brand.com performance. It, it, relies on their specific website. So it's just even more important for us to have an overall understanding of what the data says, you know, how much business is making it to our specific brand website and how do we increase that with marketing spend or staffing. Uh, we do not want to be in a situation where we are found on one of the online travel agents as an example, uh, because that would make us or that would increase the commissions for each of the reservations that, that we have to pay. So overall, the approach is similar. However, the data shows us there's a different need on how we strategize each property. Yeah, that's really interesting. You, you mentioned the online travel agencies. Is there any role for them within your strategy or how do you view that? Absolutely, that's a great question. And we do consider these online travel agencies to be partners. They do provide exposure to our properties for a guest that potentially did not know that we were in the market. So again, it's nice to have that presence out there. And there are times on, on shoulder nights or off months uh, where we, of course, you know, welcome the business and make sure that we're maximizing it when possible. Yeah. So just kind of using it for exposure, but obviously a direct booking is 
always going to be the most ideal revenue wise. Exactly. I'm curious, kind of as we look to the future and just thinking about revenue management in particular, how do you think hotels can stay relevant as, as we kind of enter this new normal and begin to figure things out? That's a, a great question when you talk about staying relevant, because I think we are in an industry where there's always been an evolution of revenue management disciplines, I'd like to call it. Um, you know, for example, we talked about the evolution of revenue management, you know, and where it was, you know, 10 or 15 years ago and, and where it is today. Uh, to, so to stay relevant now, you know, you have to think a little bit about what's changed and, and where are we going. And I think one of the things that really sticks out to me is how the customer booking experience and preferences have changed in recent years. When you look at the number of people who used to call a property to make a reservation versus who's booking online now and what the new customer experience looks like, you know, they want everything at their fingertips. Um, they don't want to have to call. You know, we have to think, how do we target that guest? And I think that's where marketing comes into play. And this discipline is going to take a stronger role than it ever has before. And I, I'm very curious, intrigued, and engaged as to how we grow the results in that area over over the next few years. Jenna, you brought up uh, the point of, you know, guests' preferences and, you know, their expectations have have shifted over, even over the just last, you know, 18 months um, with everything that's happened. Um, and there was probably obviously some trends even before the pandemic and all this stuff. But um, one example that came to mind as you were, you were talking about, you know, adjusting and pivoting revenue management strategies, marketing strategies to tailor to their new expectations and preferences. Mm-hmm. Um, one that came to mind was, you know, uh, flexible cancellation policies. And I was curious, um, you know, that almost be becoming an expectation now. Um, you're seeing a lot more hotels um, allow for cancellations even up to a 24-hour period with no fees or no any sort of penalty. Um, and then, uh, you know, how does revenue management how is revenue management impacted by like a, a, those types of new policies being in play? Great question. As I've been discussing this several times this week with my my team. So we are finally starting to see over the last month or two, some of the brand cancellation policies revert back to stronger policies like they were pre-pandemic due to the demand in the properties. There is the ability, again, to be a little more aggressive in that area. However, when we look at some of the different rate offerings that we are able to offer, we are still seeing a very strong preference towards the flexible rate offers. And we are seeing that they are willing to pay a little bit more to have that flexibility. Uh, so I think that's one thing that, that's come out of this is, you know, they do want to be flexible. However, there is an opportunity to also turn it into an incremental revenue opportunity. Yeah. Definitely. So I know that that First Hospitality has a really strong um, culture and, and team that's backing it. And, you know, um, I'd love to hear kind of how you and your team stay ahead of these trends and just uh, stay on the forefront of revenue management, like what you guys uh, do to encourage that with your team. Sure. 
it, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is that it is a company and a leadership mindset. And the mindset is that we have to constantly be measuring and improving and making sure that we recognize those things and reward our team members for working towards those goals. And we, if you had the same goals last year as you had this year, I'd say, you know, you're not um, being forward thinking because every year something changes in this industry. So I think the mindset is super important. And then how are you allocating your resources in terms of staffing, spend, subscription, and do you have the data platform to help you get there and focus on the most important things? Yeah, that's really good. I, I think that's good advice for almost anybody in any position, um, just constantly measuring and improving. I had a question. If, if you could accomplish one thing in the next 10 years, what would that be? I love that question uh, because I think it was about a year or two ago, I, I set a goal for myself that by the time I, I retire, um, my goal is to have grown our revenue management team um, to over 100 people. And that's where I see us going as our portfolio grows. And I, I think that there's a lot of value in the discipline. It, it's powerful and we can make an even bigger impact. Uh, as we move forward. I think revenue managers are capable of steering the ship, as I've said, um, in sales areas, in marketing areas. And um, so I, I have a goal of 100 in, in my head. <laughs> That's awesome. How many are there now? Uh, 13. Okay. So um, that's why I say by retirement. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. We'll schedule another podcast for 10 years and we'll We'll invite all 100 on. <laughs> That's my benchmark. <laughs> well, one of the questions that we ask all of our guests, the, the title of this podcast being Future Hospitality, we just want to know what excites you as you look to the future of our industry? What gets you out of bed every morning? Absolutely. I think just being in a constant improvement mindset, um, I, I touched base a little bit earlier on, on marketing and I would say that's one of the exciting things for me right now, just in terms of how do we how do we show value in this area? It's there. However, the metrics metrics are not clear yet. You know, I think it's taken uh, a long time for revenue management to develop into where it is right now. And nobody questions why you need revenue managers or what do they do. That's what's happening next with marketing. And so I feel very passionate about that right now. However, I also know that when I sit here five, five years from now, I may be having a different conversation about revenue sales or marketing, or there could be another area of revenue generation that pops up that, that isn't even being talked about yet. That's awesome. There's a lot of exciting stuff ahead for our industry, I think. And uh, Jenna, I really uh, had a great time learning more about you and uh, First Hospitality and what you guys are doing. It was such a pleasure. Well, thank you um, for the opportunity to, to talk about something I love and tell you a little bit more about First Analytics and First Hospitality. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jenna. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Future Hospitality Podcast. If you enjoyed today's topic and episode, please leave us a review. If you'd like to learn more about Longitude, you can visit longitudebranding.com to see our portfolio of design work, read our insights blog, and learn more about our team. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Longitude Branding.